0: Welcome to Seat Time, everybody, the off-road show that brings you all the results, news, and online shenanigans that make being online a good time. We'd like to say thank you to Fly Racing for their support of Seat Time. Please go check them out at flyracing.com. Welcome to Seat Time, everybody. Brian Pierce here. It's been two weeks since we have uh, had a show, and I can't stress enough how awkward it felt to do this it's so strange uh, I've done this so many times uh, just this year alone we've had it seems like freaking 20 episodes however many weeks are we into this year um, we take one little break and I come back and I get all kinds of flustered have absolutely no idea what's going on um, we do have a fun guest in studio though mr. Rob uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna screw it up Parsons Parvins Parvin. Pavin 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 yeah. uh, and you are from Melbourne Australia
1: from Melbourne Australia yep yeah. And kind of from England as well. Yeah, so from yeah, two countries.
0: Original, yeah. You're, well, <laughs> man, you're you're, you're well traveled. Yeah, <laughs> it's uh, he's actually in the states for. Business slash other stuff as well. Yep. Uh, you know, those things are illegal in the States, so we don't talk about it, but you can pay for it in other countries if that makes any sense to you guys out there. Um, and so he's a, a fan, if you will, I put that in air quotes, of the show and was like getting in touch with us. And so we we're like, dude, come down, have some beers, and sit down on the couch, and uh, it'll be a good time to enjoy it all. So. For those of you who have absolutely no idea why I would say it's a good thing he's here to sit on the couch, this is Seat Time. This is the beer drinking and bin tracing show for anyone out there who enjoys doing things off-road or as Digital Off-Road would say, doing it in the woods. Um, that is fun for all of us. The dirtier the better, I would say. Um, we're definitely the online show for the off-road enthusiast. We go live every Tuesday night. If you cannot catch us live, you can go to our website, which is seatime.co. You can find all of the shows archived there. If that is too simple, of course you can subscribe to us on YouTube. Uh, that will update you when we do update new shows, and uh, YouTube or Stitcher and iTunes. If for some strange reason you're just audio friendly only, and I am too ugly for your retinas. Which is possible, I'm not going to lie <laughs> So those are all the ways that you can get to us if, if, if we wouldn't be here without the big thanks to the guys at Fly Racing um, With those guys, big, big supporters of Off-Road Big, big supporters of Seat Time We couldn't be doing this without those guys Of course, still well-performance um, I like being suspended very well I like it when I'm dampened hard uh, Put into the roots wet um, I don't know, I'd try to come up with more sexual terms if I had more time And I've had more beer, but not yet Towards the end of the show, I have a feeling we'll get there. Uh, but seriously, if you, if you need to be suspended, if your bike feels like shit, you're probably set up wrong. a performance, good guys, great supporters of the show, um, and Fast Company. Uh, those guys doing cool stuff with the flex handlebars, their Torx uh, spoke wrench. Uh, I, I think they're fun, and they're supporters of the show, which everybody out there should go support them because of that. So it's unfortunately been two weeks since we've done a show, so we're going to try to get back into the swing of things. But we don't like to leave our guests hanging too much. So, of course, we're going to talk to Rob a little bit about Australia, all the fun stuff that goes on there. Um, I hope you guys... Oh, shut up. You shut up, Caleb. We're going to get to you. <laughs> getting all rude. Gosh. Um, <laughs> so, if, if you guys didn't get a chance to watch the webcast this past weekend of the GNCC racing, it was absolutely spectacular. We didn't just have Ketchup Caleb trying to like not lose. We had Ketchup Caleb like just flooring the crap out of what it was it was absolutely insane. I we're gonna we're gonna kinda dissect it a little bit if you will in um in our fashion. But before we do that we just have to ask Mr Caleb Russell, how is your evening going, kind sir? It's going it's going pretty good right now. Uh,
2: I just got back from the gym, a little class over at the Y, but um the weather is pretty pretty terrible right now. It's like fifty degrees. It's- it's supposed to be spring, but I think it's more or less fall weather right now. It's pretty pretty cold outside.
0: It's strange. We actually got a little bit of a cold front as well here in Texas. And I say a little bit because, you know, it changed five degrees. We didn't get as bipolar as normal. But, uh... Yeah.
2: It can't make up its mind around here lately. Last week was beautiful. This week, so far, has been pretty crappy.
0: Hmm. But... So, spin class, are you actually wearing Lycra? I have to know what your spandex attire looks like.
2: Uh, well, I've got on bids right now. Oh. I'm shorts. I did wear bids. I didn't wear a jersey or nothing. I'm nice. Not
0: gonna
2: go, I'm not like <laughs> in a kid in a room full of... Sweaty uh, dudes? Well, there's a few women in there too, so...
0: Are there any attractive women? My wife was in there. So yes, there's at least one. <laughs> I would say at least two because if some dude walked up on you behind with your long flowing hair, I'm pretty sure he'd be like, check out the blonde and the brudette. <laughs> Yeah. Oh my God! <laughs> look at the size that of her like forearms. Look like a wet rat <laughs> yeah. earlier. I love it. Well, that's okay. We know you're fit. You look good from behind. You know, no man can no man can judge you for that. It happens.
2: If I don't get a shower, I'm gonna have
0: to change the oil in it. sand. So. <laughs> or, or you could just have another wicked ass mullet.
2: Oh uh, that's coming. Oh, just
0: yeah, dude. You guys, you need to film it. Like, that's what needs to happen. You need to make sure you film it when you, uh... Yeah,
2: we will. We will. It's coming. All
0: right. All right. So,
2: um... Just got to get the right trashy length first.
0: (laughs) It's got to be the perfect amount of white trash. Yeah. (laughs) I love it. Well, I like your preparation style. I really do. You're doing a good job preparing for your white trashy-ass mullet. So talk us in okay never been to this limestone 100 it's still semi new I think this is what the third year that it's been around you've won it before you were going in looking for another win this year kind of give us the setup coming out of big buck or uh, yeah setup coming out of South Carolina for limestone 100 and how you were kind of going into that event
2: um yeah we did uh we actually um it's it's fairly new event but um The last—it's been different. Last couple years, the first year, the first year was, um, from what I remember, it was kind of hard pack a little bit, and uh, a little bit rocky and slick. But this year was uh, was definitely walking the track. I didn't think it was going to get near as rough as it did, and I kind of forgot how technical it was. So there's a ton, tons of roots and a bunch of rocks and stuff, and we made a uh, fork setting change. Uh, before the week before and um you know it helped out a lot for sure trying to catch up. Um I was a little bit my thought my front end was a little harsh at Big Bucks so we softened her up and uh bike worked good and everything. I just had a pretty pretty big get off.
0: Yeah, you did have a pretty big get off. So you didn't actually have to catch up though from the very beginning like you have been doing uh with your crappy start or some of your crappy starts anyway. So before you had your big get off and your big wreck were you trying? was there any thought to going oh my gosh I'm actually gonna like I'm actually out front in the beginning
2: no no I got a I got a pretty decent start and I got into a third um, like a half mile into the woods and I was behind Charlie and I made a him and Paul missed a little inside turn we dropped down into this little creek bed and they went wide and I snuck in almost got both of them at the same time but um, and actually I got Paul right after getting out of the creek bed. So, uh, I got into first and I was just kind of riding and feeling the track out. Cause like I said, it was really, really quite technical and, um, kind of, kind of sketchy there in the beginning to go fast and push. Cause, uh, it was just, it just seemed like it could bite up, jump up and bite you at any, any second. And, um, you know, it felt good to be out front and just kind of riding and feeling the track out and doing my own thing. And then all of a sudden I Going down this straightaway, friggin' like third gear, probably, no, it was probably fourth gear by then. And right when I went to start braking, I hit a little slick spot. And uh, when I grabbed the front brakes under braking power, the front wheel locked up and like went sideways. Then I caught traction and it just yard sailed me. So you can imagine just going like as fast as you can down a straightaway and then grabbing only your front brakes and seeing how that ends up.
0: Well, I don't have near the flowing locks that you do, though I'm working on them. So I'd imagine that my safety net would not be as uh, as broad as yours. Um, Yeah, yeah. I don't I don't look good when I crash. Apparently, um, you know, being you know catching the webcast, it sounded there. Everybody was kind of like, "Wait, where's Caleb?" Because they saw Thad come through, and they were like, "Wait a minute, where's Caleb?" Oh, I guess he already went through. And then they were like, "Wait, no, Charlie's already gone through too. What the hell?" And that's when they were kind of like, "Oh, there he is, limping along without an exhaust. What the hell happened?" Like, it kind of caught everybody off guard. Um so how damaged was your bike? Like you're like, "Holy shit, what just happened? I'm getting up off the ground." Like, wh- do you assess anything at that point or do you just go, "Okay, I need to keep going?"
2: Well, it happened it happened right um pretty much a quarter of a mile before the pits. Okay. And we were coming into pit that lap as well, so we had like Uh, just a little portion of grass track, and then we pulled into the pits. And I didn't fix anything on my bike, like, when I got up. I just got up and went straight to the pits, and my bars were cocked sideways, like, uh, I don't know. They were, like, it was way off balance. I could barely go straight. And um, I actually got caught up in the turn pole coming into the pits because I cut the bars too hard, or or just a little bit, and it was way too much. And I got caught up in the turn pole and actually bent my brake, my brake pedal on the the turnpost marker right before I went into the pit, so <laughs> my brake pedal was sticking like straight out at a ninety, and I had no exhaust, and my bars were bent and twisted, and my subframe was trash. So those guys tried. It took them. It took them so long to get the exhaust on because the, the subframe was so mangled, nothing would line up right.
0: Right, zip and, ties uh, and duct tape.
2: Yeah, they got a they got a bolt into the bottom of it, but they they couldn't get it. They couldn't get it onto the mid pipe because the the mid pipe was actually twisted down by the shock, so it was pretty mangled up.
0: Good lord! Well, uh, so I guess it's kind of like what is for someone in your position. I mean, you're leading. You're obviously trying to keep your winning streak going. You're and you're like, holy crap, this is happening. You're standing there watching them try to work on your bike and try to fix all this stuff. You're going. Do you immediately go? they're going to get this fixed and I'm going to get back out there? Or are you kind of like, is this even going to happen?
2: Um, in the heat of the moment, like, I know as soon as I crashed, the first thing that went through my head is my bike's going into people's motorhomes.
1: <laughs> because uh, <laughs>
2: yeah, I right. I was right next to the edge of the track. Like, I was on the far left and people park real close to the track. And when I crashed, my bike just yard sailed. I mean, it flipped, like. Solid four or five times and went sky high. I remember getting, uh, when I was coming to a stop, I got thrown to my back and I remember my bike landing right next to me and shooting back up in the air again and flipping. I was like, holy crap, it's like gonna take some people out. And then, uh, I was further towards the middle of the track than I thought and I got up and I was like, I put my hands on my knees and took a breath and made sure everything was in working order on my body. <laughs> um, I picked the bike up, and I was like, man, this thing's trashed, and I uh, limped it into the pits, and then that's when I really started thinking, like, I don't know if this is even possible to, like, to continue on, and then they put the exhaust on it, and I kicked the bars straight, and I just got used to them fairly quick, and, um, you know, I I knew from the, my xc 2 days that I could catch up and, and get third, uh, third, third overall, you know, with adjusted time, so I knew my fitness was good, and uh, I was still with the leaders in xe 2 and it was only just under halfway through the race. So I knew there was a good chance that I could, um, you know, podium. and Then I, when I realized I was making up so much time, um, I uh, I knew I was going to podium. So it was it was good to get on the podium, and I was pretty bummed at the end of the race um, uh, to get to get third because second was so close and. I felt like I still had a little bit left in me that last lap to push and catch that a little sooner to make the pass. And I kind of played the waiting game and thought he was going to peter out a little sooner than he did. So that's what I was kind of so bummed about when I crossed the finish line because, you know, those four points right there could be the championship at the end of the year.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you guys have been so close just the past couple years. You know, all of those numbers have been. For everybody that's won. So, yeah, I mean, it, it could it could really come down to that. One of the things I did forget to mention is we were going – instead of doing the Pintful of Awesome Award for this, uh, this show, we're going to have kind of a chat room contest. For, for all of you guys that are watching live, uh, we want you to submit your questions for all of our guests into the chat room. And we're going to ask the guests, obviously. Um, and through that, the best question at the end of the night is going to win um, – Some fly racing swags. We're going to give away a whip tank and a podium hat. So definitely put your questions into the chat room. I say this obviously because if you have questions for Caleb Russell he is on right now. And we would uh, appreciate your questions. So, um... What do you think about the moniker or at this point in the way that the social world is going hashtag, if you will, catch up Caleb?
2: What do I think about
0: it? Yeah. Um...
2: I don't know it's it is what it is, I mean, I have caught up quite a bit to uh or come from behind to win some races and stuff, and I keep putting myself in these positions, but uh, I'd like to get rid of it
0: yeah i uh, i think I think what Charlie has going for him to check out Charlie, you know but, that's kind of uh, like woo, all right, yeah, I did, but yeah, to catch up Caleb, it's like, damn it, I did it a yay, but what the deuce,
2: yeah, I don't know how check up check out Charlie's still sticking with him, I mean. Uh, I can't remember the last time he's really checked out too far.
0: Hey man, I just I I you know, I I just listen to the webcasts. I don't know what I'm talking about. I just people say stuff, I regurgitate yeah. it and repeat that kind of stuff, you know. It's, I don't have an opinion.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> okay, well that's a that's a solid point though. I mean, uh people do I'm just,
2: I'm just saying I've that uh he's won 3 to the last 9 of my wins, so. <laughs>
0: Solid point. You guys are really good teammates, huh?
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: Is it is it copacetic underneath that tent? Be honest.
2: Yeah, it can be. It can be pretty tense. No. <laughs> oh, give good juice here, man. What's that? I I'm giving you some good juice right here, man.
0: Oh, I like it. It can get pretty tense. I can imagine. So, what is the most tense moment that you've ever had? Has he ever pinched your butt and made you feel uncomfortable? No. Well, that's good because that would be awkward. <laughs> Yeah, that would be really <laughs> hey, buddy! See you on the line. Bing, yeah. pink. pink. <laughs> just to throw you off, I'd do it. Come on, so that's it. Like that's—it's been tense under the tent. That's it. That's your. That's your... Uh, I
2: mean, we just kind of do our own thing on Sundays. Like, I—it's it, kind of—it's kind of weird because we're both so close and everything, and I don't know how to explain it. You know, we—when when it's. When racing, like in the off season, like when we're together out in California, like it's completely different relationship. I you'd have to say, than than at the races on Sunday. So yeah, Um, yeah, it's definitely a lot more intense um, when when racing starts back up for sure.
0: Yeah, there was uh, some talk about some of the the Supercross Lights teams. So you know, team managers are going out and talking to people, and they're coming back to talk to their riders. And when they would come back and talk. You know they would go to rider A first just because he was the first one in the tent. Well, rider B was starting to get upset because he thought that the manager was picking rider A over him. You know to talk to first because he thought he was the better rider. Blah blah blah. How do do you guys have any kind of I guess ordeal where you have to keep things neutral in that sense? Where like auntie's like okay it's Charlie time and then it's X time or is it always team time or how do you guys kind of work that out under
2: the tent? Uh, I mean, we're both... I, I see what you're saying, but, like, that kind of... We were both pretty understanding when it comes to that. You know, we're on the same team. We have the same opportunity in front of us. Um, it's more or less just... I, I don't even know how to explain it, really, but, um, yeah, I don't even know how, how to even try to start to explain that. Like, there's no, like, team favorites or whatever. Like, Auntie's really good about... You know, what he does for one, do for the other, and with the bike and opportunity wise. So, I can't really say there's any favoritism. Um, you know, he, that'd be bad business on his part if there was. So, you know, it's equal opportunity, I would have to say. I mean, it's, uh, it's just, you know, we both want to win so bad and beat each other. Like, we just kind of do our own thing, and like, we don't really say too much to each other on Sunday. (laughs)
0: Do you ever flex your forearms, Adam, in intimidation?
2: (laughs) No. They're pretty
0: ugly. Like you're doing to me right now. You're like, yeah, there they are. Look how big they are. (laughs) You dirty (laughs) son of a bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Those things are serious. Uh, Those those scars are pretty intense. So we did get some questions from the chat room. Um, First one was from our buddy Woods Bro up in Oklahoma, uh, who actually uh, bestowed upon me this fine Wieners in the Woods shirt. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, I'm extremely excited to be wearing this, um, and I hopefully will not represent them in the woods anytime soon, because that would be awkward, and I don't know how I would wind up on Sunday morning. But he wanted to know, did you get a letter from the AMA in the last couple of days saying that you finally made it to the A class?
2: No, I haven't.
0: <laughs>
2: Taylor Robert Snapchatted me, and uh, he got that letter, but I haven't been bumped up yet, so I'm still I, I'm still eligible for B class.
0: Nice. That's nice. right. So like Charlie Mullins has gotten, one. I didn't get one. I've been in the A class for years.
2: Well, you know what the problem is? I, suck. I didn't. Any, I didn't ride an AMA series last year, so that's why.
0: Oh uh, yeah, because uh, Charlie did the uh, Big Sky and the National, national Duros. Yeah. Yeah, he was the national off-road champion, bro. What do you? What are you? I'm just.
2: uh... <laughs> I'm, kidding. uh I'm
0: kidding. I'm kidding. I'm okay. kidding. Yeah, I'm kidding. No, seriously, what you did is 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 badass as well, and I love you for it. Um, let's see, we got some more questions. How was riding at the Motorsport Complex? I can't
2: really say it was at the Motorsport Complex, but... This is just pretty, a
0: question, yeah, so wherever yeah, yeah. it really was.
2: Yeah, they but um, no, the uh, the marketing manager, Jared Rogers, we, were, we did ride at his place, and it was pretty awesome. We got to uh, ride out in the dunes. He lives... Um, in Oregon right off the coast and we just rode, rode our bikes across the road and right into the dunes and it was pretty pretty awesome bunch of epic stuff and we got some cool fit- footage and then we went up in the mountains and it was, it was pretty sweet there as well too because it was uh, we had Mount Adams on one side in Washington from where we were riding we could see and then Mount Hood on the other and we had a big group of guys to go trail riding with so it was pretty cool it was a great experience
0: Bitching.
1: that sounds like australia yeah, It sounds like the type of stuff we ride quite often actually yeah it's cool
0: um so it's funny because i see a name in the chat room and it's jason rains and i'm like bam this dude's a bad a so he even has a question for you mr caleb russell and it is uh who helped you gain championship points in florida
2: jason reigns
0: <laughs> he just wanted his name to be said a bunch on the internet i'm pretty sure is what it is
2: yeah he, him and uh Bolton helped bump start me
0: oh yeah <laughs> oh yeah. you that's because you were having a bunch of issues getting your bike started at that event weren't you in, in different in different occurrences
2: yeah a couple times i had to get bump started and it wasn't too fun i know that <laughs> hmm. it always seemed to bu- it always seemed to uh I'd flame it out it, out in the fields. I did it a couple times, but it would start right up. But when I do it in the woods, it doesn't it didn't make any sense? I don't I I don't know what was going on with the bike. I can't explain that. Right. Yeah. This don't is, know. This is, yeah. Me get back out there and score six points. So thanks.
0: Yeah. Right. I'm pretty sure he's like blue, orange, whatever. That guy needs help, and I'm here to do it. So he's definitely a, a big help. I have a I have a question, and this isn't any speculation. This isn't anything I've heard in the. Whatever kind of crap. This is just so. Say, you know, speculation. You lose the championship to Charlie Mullins this year. Charlie wins KTM. You are coming second KTM. You guys have obviously at this point you guys would have been going back and forth quite a few times in championships and stuff like that. Is there is, is there at any point that you would go? I need to I need to be in a different program um, to 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 get away from the back and forth of being on the same team with the championship jumping teammates like that. Again, purely a speculative question.
2: Yeah. um, Yeah, for sure. That's, um, it's, you can't say I haven't thought about it. Um, You know, I had a, I had an opportunity this year and, um, you know, I stuck with what I knew and what I felt like was going to get the job done. So, um, you know, I've got a good relationship with KTM, and I couldn't say that I'm gonna switch just because of Charlie or um, or whatever. You know, I'm gonna do my best to to get the job done for myself, uh, no matter what what bike I'm riding. So
0: yeah, and that's that was one of the things that I loved about what you were talking about when in your at in your post race interview was how it was like if if I was in my XC two days, I would have quit. But you're like now I'm a champion, and a champion doesn't quit. You know, and I, and I know that's not a direct quote, but I, I was blown away by that. And I think that that not only says so much about who you are, but as well about a lot of these off-road racers um, out there. I mean, you guys are some tough ass sons of bitches.
2: Yeah, you definitely, you definitely got to be tough to do it, and you know you got to be pretty tenacious. So, to uh, I was I was pretty. You know, when I got off the track, I threw a little temper tantrum. Was upset just because you know, I know this championship's going to be close, and you know, like I said, that was a—I lost four points that I felt like I should have had pretty easily, and you know, I—I uh, feel like I there's a, there's been a lot of talk on some websites about my temper tantrum after the race and how the poor sport it was, and you know. I feel like to be at this level, you almost have to be a poor sport. You can't be satisfied with losing. You know, it's, uh, I wear my emotions on my sleeve and I lost this championship in 2012 by less than five points. So I, I know exactly how it feels to lose and I don't want to do that. And there's four points in front of me that I didn't, and I didn't get the job done. So that was what I was pretty upset about and, uh, you know, pretty bummed. But, um, yeah. I got over it and, you know, I realize now what a, what I accomplished, you know, um, it takes a special kind of person to be able to come from that far back to get to where I was.
0: Absolutely. Um, yeah, it, it's interesting. I, I remember kind of hearing a little bit, but I didn't realize that the forums or whatever, you know, people talking back and forth online about about your quote-unquote tantrum that happened. Um, I guess, say, moving forward, what's the... I, I know that you're a hard on sleeve kind of guy. How is there... Knowing yourself, you're Caleb Russell, you do what you do, you've been with yourself for X amount of years. Is there a, a good way to kind of try to adjust that temper? Or, I mean, is it just kind of like, you know, it happens really quick, you know, it's going to happen and it might go away. And, and like you just said, you kind of realize, you're like, well, you know, I might have gone too far, you know, because now I realize I'm in such a good position. So.
2: Yeah, like the day could have been a lot worse, but, um, you know, in the heat of the moment, like, your emotions take control, and right. You know that's all I can really say about it. Yeah, no, 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 I,
0: I got, I got, I got nothing wrong with emotions, especially. You know, it's different where if you were like, you know, you got, cause say Thad, Thad, you know, Thad was right there. You were trying to make a pass, but you know what? He held you off. He made it. But if you got really pissed off, and for some reason you just like took it all out on Thad because you were like, you didn't let me bot. You know, and it's like, and you yeah. had this like ridiculously stupid temper tantrum, which made no sense then it's obviously something that would need to be reeled in opposed to the fact that it's like exactly like you said. You were four points away from staying on top after this race, where at the end of the season, it could be four points that you lose the championship by. And you knew that right away.
2: Yeah, exactly. And I, I don't think uh, a lot of these keyboard warriors uh, kind of realize that. But, right. um, you know, I, I don't do this for fun anymore. There's a big pay scale difference from first to third. And um, like like I said, it's a job now, and I know I still there's still um, to the fans. You you want to be a good role model and and not show that side to to people, but um, you know it's it's uh like I said, I wear my emotions on my sleeve, and you know, I can't help it sometimes uh, if I'm not too happy when I don't win or feel like I should have or know know what I was capable of doing and didn't make it happen. So
0: right. Well, uh, I know I can be kind of intimidating sometimes and kind of open, open-faced open a little bit, but do you have any questions sitting over there on the side, Rob, for yeah. our, uh, our, our guest Mr. Russell as we start to wrap it up?
1: Yeah, I do. Yeah, just one, really. Um, and, you know, this is kind of coming from a kind of trail riding hack, which is effectively what I am, and I do a bit of club racing. The one thing I struggle with is, um, and we were just talking about it before, is bike fitness and uh-huh. and skill, obviously, but bike fitness is my main kind of problem so I'm really, I'm really really very interested to, to hear from you guys what your, I mean you, you were saying that you were hitting up the, the spin class tonight but what your um, kind of training regime is I mean don't have to give away any state secrets or anything but what your general kind of tra- training regime is for for a week because um, it'd, be it'd be good context for me and I'm, I'm sure there's probably other people watching it'd be the same as well
2: yeah, yeah, um, you know that's uh, the thing about me, I kind of you know I don't overdo it, and I don't like underdo it. I don't know how to explain it, but I just kind of do whatever i whatever I feel like doing that day if it whether it's riding or running or mountain biking yep. uh, a few years ago I, I haven't been quite as big into mountain biking now as I have been in the past right um, you know it's I think staying active is the biggest thing, just doing something every day uh pushing yourself and um the, the biggest thing like bike fitness I think is I've been doing the GNCCs for so long, I've been doing them for quite a while. So my body's more used to just doing used to it, yeah. longer races, three hour races. But um, definitely like I said when I when I go training like I I tr- I go train. I don't just you know go lollygag around. So yeah, um, I push myself as pretty hard and try yeah. to get the most out of it as I can. So. I think uh, just whatever you do, if you whether you are running or mountain biking or road biking, like instead of just going out for a casual ride, like really push yourself and get that heart rate up.
1: And, and so, and so, you're, yeah, and so, we, so we're kind of talking about doing run, doing runs, doing um, push bikes on the road, push bikes, mountain bikes, and then spin yeah. classes and stuff. Yeah, I guess, yeah, 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 yeah. and because that's what I try and do, but I still, I still get on the bloody bike on a weekend, and you know, yeah. hour and a half in, I am nearly falling off the thing, you know, <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, just. Uh, experience is the biggest thing too. Like I said, like I've been doing it for so long, my body's kind of really used to, n- or just kind of uh, adapted to the pain that the three hour race brings. Yeah, to you.
1: fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, <laughs> thank you. Yeah, tough. Thanks,
0: man. Yeah, I can imagine. I did when I was doing Big Book that two hours, and unfortunately, I didn't even make it the full two hours. We all know that my hands gave out, and I'm going to make that up at some point in my life. Hopefully by the end of this year. But uh, yeah, I I know. That if it weren't just for my hands, that two hours, that would have been perfect. Like, I would have been, like, tired. I would have been ready to be done racing. And if I'd have had to, physically, if I'd have had to, like, think about going into a third hour, I would have just been like, this sucks. Like, this is, that's where it becomes, like, a job versus, like, the hobby racing two-hour thing. Like, Uh oh, my God, you guys are men, and I like you for it, not in a sexual way, but in a yay, I'm glad that you do it and I don't sort of way. So there's always that. Yeah,
2: you definitely, it's definitely pretty mental out there that last hour. Um, that can, your head can uh, break you uh, pretty quickly <laughs> if uh, you uh, give up on yourself. So,
0: yeah. Well, cool. Again, sorry uh, that we, we wind up keeping you a little bit longer than we were talking about earlier, but hey, man, it's always good to chat with you. I, I just want to say, fucking great job, because the second. The second that you crashed, and I was like, damn it, dude, he just needs to get out there and get points. Everybody was kind of like, that first lap back, everybody on the, the live webcast was like, I don't know if he could do it, this, that, the other. And I literally, I sent out a tweet. I was like, if anybody is going to do this, it is going to be Caleb. And uh, and I think you actually retweeted it or said something back to because after the race. But I was like, and I was... Every time you came back by and you were like, I can't believe he's picking up points. I just wanted to like, told you, I told you. I was like, this motherfucker's is going to do it, dude. I was like, I was ready for it, man. I was rooting you on from my garage in Texas for sure. So I love, um, you know what, the tantrum, I'm okay with the tantrum. And it, just like some people were saying in our chat room, because it was, it was single sided. You didn't point that at anybody. It wasn't, it wasn't, you were blaming somebody else. It was, it was on you and you just were kind of venting, um, because you showed everyone out there what it takes to not just be a champion but to continue to be a champion I think so good on you
2: and, yeah for uh, sure i enjoyed it yeah thanks it was a uh, it was a tough day and you know i'm glad it's behind me now hopefully i don't do that anymore so yeah i don't know how many more of those uh, those kind of comebacks i have in me so that was, uh, <laughs> that was pretty rough
0: I hear that Well cool dude Well we really appreciate You taking the time To come on uh, The show again This year um, Hopefully it's uh, yep. Man we'll, we'll only have you on For five minutes next time Cause you're like Yeah I don't know I got the whole shot in one That was pretty bitching, Right <laughs> Maybe I don't know we'll yeah. that, That's nowhere near As good of a story it, 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 though <laughs> Alright man Well you take it easy We'll chat with you soon Alright
2: Alright guys Sounds good See Bye-bye. ya See ya
0: Alright so it's always fun to have Caleb Russell on. I, I do enjoy the fact that he wears uh, his emotions on his sleeve. It, it, makes, it makes every story, I think, with him much more interesting because it's going to be an honest answer. So I mean, he's just such and a cool guy to talk to, for sure. Um, so as we kind of switch over to our next guest, Mr. Ricky Russell, I do have to say big thanks to uh, one of our fine supporters, the guys over at Fly Racing. And I want to tell you again, they are hosting a chat room competition this evening. So you can post your questions for all the riders... Um, And the best question we will pick at the end of the show is going to win. So if you do not know where that is, if you don't see the link below, tlk.io slash seat time. So it's kind of like talk.io slash seat time um, to get you in there. So that's how you can go do that. So But about fly racing, flyracing.com is the website if you want to go check these guys out, learn a little bit more about the product that they offer. Um, But going to their website isn't just going to get you, I think, what, is, what you're going to see at a lot of the races, you're going to see a lot of support for the off-road culture, the off-road scene, things like that. Like these guys are huge, huge, huge in all the races in Texas. They're very, very large supporters at the races in the GNCC, and it's it's that kind of commitment. I think that we as off-road riders and racers need to stand behind, and we need to support people that are supporting our scene and making sure that we're not just going to the wayside. So flyracing.com go check them out they do have all their spring stuff out and again as I was talking about they're going to be giving away the whip tank and the podium hat as 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 who I am I feel kind of dumb saying that the whip tank and the podium <laughs> hat like what is it whip tank I think it's just like the the name like you know oh, okay. it's, it's just a tank but it's this it's the whip oh, like tank a, a ta- like this is ta- the wiener shirt
1: a tank has in you know, it like a tank top. Yeah, so a tank top, yeah. Oh, okay, right. Yeah, so you can show up a <laughs>
0: little chest hair, you know, yeah. like beep. <laughs> Who doesn't want that? Who doesn't want to win that? So get in the chat room, get your questions in there. We're going to ask them to the riders, and as we talk about bringing in the riders, we are bringing in hot Mr. Ricky Bobby Russell. What is up, dude?
3: How's it going?
0: Oh, dude, we are just sitting down on the couch, drinking some beers, talking to, you know, super, super fast dudes like yourself. <laughs> are you are, nice. you are you hiding in a closet? It looks like a closet.
3: Pretty much, this is my uh, home away from home, storage room.
0: <laughs> nice. You're like this. Uh, this side's my bunk. This side's my closet. <laughs> yep, <Yeah>, exactly. <laughs> Dig it. Well, dude, congratulations on your first ever XC2 win. Was that not just a great weekend?
3: Yeah, I mean, all in all, it went exactly as planned. Um I mean, last two weekends ago at Big Buck, I saw you there. I should have had it, and I kind of threw it away a little bit. Um, but I knew I had the speed, so I put two and two together for this weekend and made it happen.
0: Yeah, you did. Yeah, you did. <laughs> and one of the things that I saw when I was watching the, the um from my humble garage in Texas was the intensity that I saw from you at the Big Sky cross-country race. There was a time where you were, you know, up front with those guys, um, back in uh, August of last year, and you could just see it in your eyes. Like you'd come by super fast, you know, and obviously it's a blur at that point. But when you really focus in on the rider, you can really see the intensity in the eyes. You see it in the body position, just the way that you're uh, attacking the course. You're not letting the bike ride you. You're riding the bike, and I saw that in you again. And I think. I don't know if something has changed in the past couple rounds. Um, obviously, you've done really well. You haven't been out of the top four. you know. And, and honestly, your fourth was your worst. You were in the top two, all those, up until now that you've gotten the first. So what have you been doing different this year, if anything, and kind of like do you agree that maybe there's like a little bit more intensity? Or am I just crazy?
3: <laughs> maybe a combination of both.
0: Okay, I like it. <laughs>
3: No, I mean, last year, obviously, I came over here not knowing what I was going to do, and uh, I I just wanted to do it, so it was a learning experience, obviously. I just jumped into XC1, kind of got my ass handed to me, but it wasn't, I mean...
0: Which go you, by the way, because that's a ballsy-ass move. (laughs) (laughs) I
3: I already had uh, 350s at the time, and uh, obviously, I ended up on the Yamaha 450, because that's what I was comfortable with, so... That's why I went with XC1, and um, yeah, I mean this year jumped down the 250F. Uh, took what I learned from last year and make and making it. I, obviously, adding a little more to my program, got a little more support this year, and it's helping a ton. I'm not so much thinking about working and making money. I'm uh, thinking about going out and racing and training to uh, for the get the win.
0: Yeah. So that's. We've heard that a lot. I think in the past, the past couple interviews with different riders that we've had, that they've had a chance as of late, coming into 2014, to be able to, f- to focus a little bit more on the racing, the training, the bike setup, all the things that go into, you know, the ten seconds on <laughs> Sunday. Um, do you, what is it about 2014? Do you think in this industry that's really caused a lot more people to have a little bit more support, I wouldn't say a lot more support, but I think there are a lot more people getting you know a general consensus of more support,
3: yeah, I mean it's hard to say you know i I would like to say the economy is getting better, but I, I mean it is obviously just slowly, and um I think more people are getting into it back into it again um, i don't know i mean obviously uh I don't know. Obviously, there's more money and more econ- well, the economy. Like I said, is getting better. That's yeah. all I think. I mean, yeah. no, uh, what else to say about that?
0: I think, yeah, I, I think a lot of people still try to say, "Oh, the economy sucks." All those kinds of stuff. Yeah. I think, I think it's good. I think we're doing awesome. I, I think it's fantastic. I mean, we have even got another Suzuki team at the GNCCs. You know, I mean, that I think that's cool. I mean, sure, it's not what we saw, you know, a hand, you know, five six years ago. But it's bigger. It's better. So, coming into 2014 for you, um, being that you were in the XC1 class last year, when was the decision made that you were going to become an XC2 rider?
3: Um, pretty much, I kind of planned on it anyways, and I kind of didn't really have a... I was in Washington, obviously, trying to work all summer long, and uh, or all off-season long, and um, got the call from... Jason Raines and got the XC2 uh, Yamaha support from them guys and that obviously sealed the deal for my decision to do XC2 and um, I rode the new 250F and uh, loved it. I mean, everything was good about it. I've ridden the older 250Fs and I mean, I, was, I liked them, but the new 250F is awesome. There's no complaints about it.
0: Yeah, um, and that's true. Totally new bike for 2014. I mean, yep. they took that reverse engine. Uh, yeah. that we've seen on the 450s for the past couple of years. Um, and then all the changes that they I think that they've been saving because of the fact that they were like, well, this 450 sucks. Now, obviously, <laughs> that's kind of a general consensus. That's not my consensus. Um, and so they were like, we're waiting until they get the 450 right. Once they got it right, they made all those changes to the 250. So you've ridden past 450s before they made this 2014 change. So kind of, kind of talk us through a lot of the dynamics of how – much better or how different this bike is uh, from from an older you know, 250 and some of maybe the older 450s as well.
3: Yeah, last year I was on a 12-14, uh, which was the same as the 13. And uh, a lot of people, I don't think, liked it too much. I mean, Paul loved it. Um, I always loved it. I had a 2010 back home um, before I came over here, and I loved it. It seemed like in the moto world it wasn't hitting the uh, fans as good as the off-road world and uh i don't know it's hard to say the new 250f i mean like you said they took what they had with the 450 and made it better so i think the 14 450 i haven't ridden it too much but i think they're pretty much everything the same as the 250 but you got a lot more engine so i'm not sure what the why the 250f everyone loves it so much more but i think they're pretty similar bikes you just got the 250F engine in it, and uh, all in all, it's definitely, like I said, no complaints about it. I mean, people are worried about the big tank, and big tank's awesome. You don't even know it's there.
0: Oh, come on. <laughs> come on. I talked. We had Strang on the show, and I was like, dude, come on. Parents are going to hate me for this, but I was like, you've had to have busted your nuts on that thing at least once or twice, and he's like, no, I haven't. Mm. i was like, okay, okay. I saw him at Big Buck. And he's like, I have to tell you that I hate you now. I was like, why? He was like, the week after you asked me that, I busted my nuts on that damn tank. I was like, <laughs> Yeah, I knew it. I was like, I'm sorry. Like even seeing it in person, I was like, sure, I get exactly what he's saying. You see pictures of it, it's not really where you think it is. It is a little bit more further up. Um but man, you kinda you come slamming into that thing hot and you just slide a little bit further than you think you're going to. Woo! You're getting that
3: thing up in the, the area, <laughs> yeah. yeah, but it's like it's flush with your seat, so it's not nothing sticking out, and uh I mean obviously it's not as soft but uh so i've I've maybe uh rolled a little bit of my stuff on there once or twice, but nothing too bad when you're wearing uh skins or something like with a little bit of pad gooch pad, I would say if you will, uh, if you will. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, seems to uh you don't even notice it's there. You a little, know. a
0: little extra leather, leather coin sack for the coin sack. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. Yeah, that's uh It was, it was, it was fun to, 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 to bust Josh's balls. Uh, <laughs> but uh, so, what has it been like training with Paul Wibley? I think it has been great for you. What I've seen, what I've heard about you before, I knew who you were from Brian Elliott. Until um, now, what I've seen from you and how you've grown and stuff like that, training with that man it, it's probably one of the things that have made you to the race you are now, but tell us about that because I don't think I could live with it. I think I would die
3: yeah, trying last to train year, with him. Last year was a little rough that, like I said, I just came over here not knowing what I was going to do and uh, <laughs> kind of got hooked up with Paul and uh, Randy Hawkins here at Ampro, and we made a sort of deal for I got a little more help if I was uh, Paul's uh, training partner. And uh, boy, I didn't know what I was going to get myself into. And uh, it was good for me, but it I think it kind of pushed me too hard right off the bat, you know. I wasn't really ready for it. And I was just always exhausted. And But this year, coming over here, knowing what I'm getting myself into and everything, I've uh, trained a lot more for it and was more prepared. And Paul, you know, Paul's been kinda of taking it a little more easy out I, I kinda of think than he always has. But obviously Paul's little bit easy is everyone else is gnarly. So Yeah. <laughs> I think this year I'm doing a lot better with uh fitness and uh being able to last.
0: So it was funny because during the the webcast they were talking about what your girlfriend might have cooked for you the dinner before. <laughs> And uh, I have to ask: is, there, is it Jenna? Is that how they pronounce it? Yeah. Okay. Yep. What was it that she cooked you for dinner the night before?
3: Man, um, I don't know. She she usually she's uh, we uh, we're here at the bunkhouse right now, and every night she cooks us. There's four of us here right now, and she cooks us uh, dinner pretty much every night. It's Three bucks a pop.
0: <laughs> I heard she's like the bunkhouse mom, right? Huh?
3: Uh pretty much. Cool. I mean we all save money in the long run and we get dinner every night and uh I mean I think uh she ma- she makes a big uh, spaghetti pasta pan that we have every night before the race that we uh bring we've been staying with our friends uh Steve Gasper and he- he's been bringing his motor home to the uh races and he's letting us stay there and we just bring a big old plate of uh spaghetti and uh breadsticks and salad and stuff, so
0: so you don't, you don't have any issue carving up in the traditional fashion?
3: Yeah, no. no I mean, geez, so pretty much got my mom cooking for me, kind of, but my girlfriend.
0: <laughs> Yet someone – never mind, I'm not going to say anything about that because <laughs> it could get dirty really quick um, – <laughs> They had a good question from the chat room. It's a good way to change subjects really quickly. Uh, how does Wibbs get so many all balls hole shots? And not just because all of his balls are on the tank?
3: <laughs> oh, it's the Yamaha, man. Thing fires right up, takes off. Um, obviously, he's got it figured out. He's practices a lot of starts, and um, he knows it's going to fire. And then he, he goes. I mean, he he's, uh, this year, not hitting it quite as good as last year, but uh, he's still got him dialed.
0: Well, yeah, and I think the one that he didn't get, or the one or two he didn't get, Josh Strang got.
3: Yeah, so another Yamaha, like I yeah. said. So, Yamahas are, they fire up. That's crazy, man.
0: Who do, and uh, so, what is your routine, though, or do you know what their routine is? Like, a lot of guys, like myself, I've found that my bike starts a lot better. I'll start it up before the line in front of me leaves. Um, and but when they tell us to kill it, pull in the clutch, kick it in the second, kill it with the kill button, with the clutch still pulled in. Don't let the clutch out. And then I find top dead center, and that's where I wait. Like that's my routine. I found that that kind of works the best for me, um, most consistently. Do you mm. know if they have like kind of a thing like that?
3: That's that's classified information. So <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, I, I think everyone's got their own sort of routine. Routine. We all practice starts, obviously, because that's going to help you a lot. Getting you don't have to fight so hard to get up there. Right. But uh, I think pretty much, yeah, like you said, you you shut it off with the clutch in, you find top dead, and you sit there till that f- green flag waves and kick it.
0: Ten seconds. Yep. That was the coolest thing. I hate to say it. I hate to be cheesy. But with that, like, Big Buck, when I was there and I raced in the Sportsman A class and got my butt handed to me, like, <laughs> here here in the ten seconds, I was like, Oh, my God, it's happening. It's so weird. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I never heard how it went for you. you, you I heard oh. you didn't finish now? What's no, going on?
0: I didn't finish. Um, okay. I, Only two hours? Yeah, I made it an hour and a half. Made an hour. All right. I made All right. it three of the four. Uh, I, I mean, it, there's really nothing to say to, except for the fact that my hands totally blew out. Like, they just – and I can't, I can't explain it. Like, I do have, like, baby hands, but <laughs> my hands have been a lot better as of late. Now, you know, the, the guys at KR4 set up the bike great. I personally probably did not spend enough time getting my cockpit set up better, um, and the grips that they had on were stock grips, definitely a grip that I would never run. Um, yeah. So, a lot of little things, but when it comes down to it, those are not big things that I would say. It, I would never pinpoint those as the reason. This is definitely me as the rider that just my hands blew out. It sucked, and I was making small mistakes. And I'm the one who quit the race. You know what I mean? Like the grips didn't quit the race. The bike didn't quit the race. I quit the race. So my
3: hands, my hands were pretty blown out at South Carolina, mainly from uh, the desert race the weekend before. But uh, I just I taped them up decent and uh, they held up for the race.
0: Yeah, and it and it's one of those things too where like uh, I hadn't I'd never when you're so out of your element racing uh, you don't really kind of I didn't know how to rely on my normal routine because there was nothing normal about my routine. So <coughs> you know the, the 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 times that I would tape my hand because I knew the track was going to get gnarly all that stuff like I just didn't I never thought into it that much. Um, I just was going out there to have fun but the problem was is that I wanted to also race I wanted to compete and so I was pushing so hard like so now that's why I want to go back again because I'm like alright I have learned so much like and I just want to go back and finish I want to get top 10 in the Sportsman A class I think I can do that Um, now granted there's going to be a bunch of dudes that are going to show up way faster than me this time but whatever hopefully (laughs) hopefully by the end of the year my plan is to try to make Iron Man If if it happens it happens if it doesn't it doesn't but you know that's what
3: i to i mean it would be a good one to come to yeah. i i mean i've only done every single race once but uh last year that i would have to say was my favorite race
0: yeah well uh again i have to ask rob what do you think about uh mr mr uh mr ricky bobby over here
1: well yeah i mean bloody one of the things i was going to ask actually it was a couple of things really again you know i'm kind of coming from the whole angle of um uh, trail hacker rides club events and whatnot um I guess the, the one thing, well, first of all, I was interested to find out where, where the Iron Man race is. Where's that one?
0: Uh, Indiana? No. Uh... Hmm? Where's it? Where's Iron Man? I'm totally drawn. Uh, is it Indiana? Uh, yeah, uh, Crawfordsville. Yeah.
1: Crawfordsville. Oh, okay. Um, and then the other one, I was coming back to the to the, to the hands thing and the, and the blisters and whatnot. One of the things a lot of the crew use in, um, well, back home anyway, and I'm sure they do here, is those Kevlar liners. Have you mm-hmm. seen them? Yeah yeah yeah. So even even with them you still get you we still get those you know the kind of real big blisters and everything as well.
0: Well, the what? So with that again, it comes down to like if you're like I'm 5'11" 6 feet and if you put your anybody else typically has a little bit bigger hand than me like of my stature. So I have like l- kind of on the small side of hands and so when I put those liners on with any kind of glove, it like it makes it feel super fat. And it's, then, then I, like, it's, oh, okay. so it's, it's like one of those things where it just all has to be right. And it just, you know, and that that's what setup's about, and that's what yeah, you take fair. time to figure out and stuff yeah. like that. So it's just like going into, the, you know, the KR4 guys did everything correct. It wasn't, they didn't do anything. It was just me spending the time to know the bike and to really kind of figure out and know these are the little things that I've worked so long on my end, hmm. you know, at home. To then take to the race and be like, "All right, guys, cool. Here are the grips I want to run. Let's figure out these. Let's get the levers in the right place. Yeah, all that kinds of small stuff. And, and, then, you, uh, and that you, way, I can blame my arm pump on jerking off too much. and uh, Not a not bad setup.
1: And you, you pro, and you pro boys, you get you kind. Of obviously, you're all over that with the team and everything, aren't you? I guess so. Yeah, it's probably not something that's as um, prevalent, I guess.
3: Yeah.
0: yeah. Well, you. You know, he's got a he's got a, a woman kicking him food. So yeah, spaghetti bo- that, spaghetti bolognese. After that, what do you need? Yeah, <laughs> You're set. Yeah. Well, um. So yeah, I mean, we're talking about my baby hands blowing out and all that kinds of stuff. You know what? What are your like setup ways? Are there any little things that you've noticed yeah. that you've changed throughout the years? Even if it's a minuscule thing, just because that little thing made such a big difference in your overall, you know, setup.
3: Um, I, certain grips. Obviously, you like people uh, recommend certain grips. They like um, some people have bigger, smaller grips. Um, I don't know. Flex bars obviously are awesome. Uh, okay, yeah, see you use them.
1: Yeah, oh, that's interesting. Can you yeah. see them around a bit? But I haven't really. I've never seen that many people actually running them. Yeah. So you 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 yeah. run those every time. Huh?
3: Yeah. Yeah. I've okay. Run flex bars for the last. Uh, uh, four or five years. And, um, I've always loved them. I mean, they've been great. Especially to help the hands. You know that they're a
0: a sponsor of the show.
3: so there's another,
1: another
0: plug. Perfect. So, yeah, yeah, I mean, what, uh, so how did you get in touch with, uh, the Cole and Chris crew?
3: Um, I don't even know. I think, uh, back through, I was doing some desert racing, um, down in California, I think did some hair and hounds and, uh, Also, I know uh, Jason Parsons, through riding and racing, works back in the day. And uh, just, uh, I don't know, just through the chain of people and over the time and years of racing.
0: Nice. Yeah, they're cool, cool cats, man. Uh, We got to go to the Friends of Fast Ride this past year. Had so much fun with those dudes. They even had some of the cowie mechanics uh, from, like, Justin Soule and uh, Taylor Robert at the time. Like, came through and... and, uh, Oh, Destry Abbott, I'm sorry. And came through and they totally fixed my bike for me with a hammer, a mallet, and a two-by-four. It was very impressive of those guys. Yeah, they're cool kids, man.
3: (laughs) Yeah, no, yeah, they're great people. Definitely good people to have support from.
0: All right, so... I remember a time when Paul Wibley ran. I don't know if he still runs this. He had a switch on his rear shock so that he could have two different settings kind of like on the fly. Like you would see on some mountain bikes. You know, you'd have a climb setting and a descent setting and things like that. Does does that still exist on y'all's bikes? Do you have anything of this nature?
3: Um, Paul's one of those guys. He he notices like if his sag's a millimeter off. He notices uh, everything about his bike. It has to be spot on. He he notices it when it's different. And, um, he's got a, it's not like a whole different. He's got probably some, uh, things that make it easier to switch clickers while ra- riding. And then, um, also can, like, bleed his forks while riding. Um, nothing, nothing too, too special, but, uh, it just, it gives you confidence, you know? You, uh, switch it up and make it might feel better and whatnot. And, um, I don't know how it works for him, right? So I, I don't just, anything too special like that. Um, I don't seem to be too picky. It's just I I ride a little tight towards the beginning, and once I get going, I get going. I'm good to go.
0: Right. Well, uh, really quick, let's talk a little bit about the Desert One Hundred. We didn't get a chance to talk about that. So you won that recently. How was that event, man?
3: Ah, uh, yeah, it was it was good. I mean, totally different. One end of the spectrum to the other. We go from muddy, muddy, muddy C's. The first uh, couple rounds, and then I flew home in between uh, second round and third round of GCC and did a local desert one hundred race back home. It's a uh, it's a big race back home. I've uh, never been able. To, I've done it one time, but other than that, I've been uh, hurt every year. Or last year, I was over here, and um, uh, it was it was different. Um, I wasn't too excited Saturday. Saturday, you get to ride the uh, majority of the course and um, do the poker run, and it was uh, I would say six to eight inches of silt with rocks buried into it. So I was I was actually hesitant about racing Sunday. I was a little because uh, I was worried about the big picture. GNCC racing, obviously, that's my main goal, and right. I didn't want didn't want to hurt myself or something. So. Talked to Jason. He said, go out there, see how it's going. I mean, if you're not having fun, you're feeling sketchy or whatever, just take it easy. And so my, my original plan was to go out and just ride. But you know, when a racer gets out there, you're going <laughs> to mm-hmm. so, race.
0: Mm-hmm. Racer until your hands blow up.
3: <laughs> yeah. I got a decent <laughs> decent start and that awesome. It actually took a couple kicks because I kind of panicked. You run to your bike and then uh, kick it. I uh, didn't take my time to kick it very well and uh, but it got, a, got like 5th or 6th place start or something and then sure enough the first couple of miles in the lead I was like oh man maybe I can win this thing so just run my own pace and was in clear no dust and it wasn't as sketchy when you weren't in the dust so yeah, yeah I'm good
0: I think it was uh, Ta- Tom McIntosh uh, a frequent uh, viewer and fan of seat time he, w- he sent me Uh, a video of the start of that event and that was insane at first i didn't know what i was watching because you're where the camera i don't know if he was the one that filmed it it was just one that he sent me but where whoever was filming was you know 500 yards from where you guys physically started so it was like nothing 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 and then you just kind of saw this little cloud in the in the distance (laughs) just like kind of pop up and then you realize oh it's getting bigger oh uh, their ants coming towards me Like you're <laughs> like What is it And then you're like Oh okay The race has started Like cause you know From where you're at You have no idea What's going on That's It was the cool. funniest thing uh, But yeah The second the riders Like come into view I mean you guys Were just hauling the mail Coming by Everybody that was filming there It was You guys were moving there's,
3: Yeah there's definitely Nothing like it I mean We lined up And uh To line up on one line With I think there's just Under a thousand riders Or something On one line <laughs>
1: Just all and
3: we we're standing, everyone's Yo. standing 50 feet back from their bike, and you just wait to hear a cannon. And then once you hear the cannon, you run to your bike and uh, start it and pin it, and hopefully hope for the best. So
0: is the tr- is the trick there to watch for the smoke from the cannon and not listen for it?
3: Yeah. I was actually kind of close mm-hmm. to the cannon, and uh, I saw, I was running before I actually heard it. I yeah. saw the smoke come out, and I was gone.
0: Yep. Yeah, they did a they did a cannon the past couple of years here at Toro and um a couple of us were kinda like, you know what? The the sound travels slower than yep. the sight yep. in the sense of so it was like so we always watch the cannon opposed to you No, know, that's if you're the first line because after that then they just go with the regular flag and lights and stuff like that. But you know like, Oh, mm-hmm. cannons are fun, they make more noise, they go bang, they go boom, people are like, Woo
3: so, Yeah. I think the last time I did it, I uh it, that's the pro this is the problem with the cannon is we're all lined up and you got a thousand people antsy and ready to go <laughs> race it's hard to uh stop them if one of them wants to go and uh I guess a bike behind us backfired or something and this is my first year and I was like uh does that mean we go and I just looked over and saw everyone running so I took off booked it to my bike and I actually started first kick and just you know, I was on a 450 then. I didn't know what I was getting myself into, but I held that sucker pin and uh, got the whole shot. And, uh, of course, everyone thought I was the one who jumped it or whatnot. <laughs> you jerk. I didn't, know, but I didn't know what I was doing, and uh, it was the biggest adrenaline rush I've ever had, that's for
0: sure. Oh, my gosh. So, all right. You know you You're in the points lead right now in the XC2 class over Grant Baylor by a skosh amount of points. And you've got uh, you know Trevor Bollinger there in third. Uh, a few points back but still kind of in the championship you know that that's kind of the shape of it right now what's the plan going forward
3: obviously to stay consistent we want to win races obviously and we know we can but uh just can't not to have that bad race you know we got to stay up there We're, obviously i've uh got a fourth one race that's my worst one and other than that it's all seconds and then this weekend was a win so
0: and, uh, hopefully
3: be ahead of the main competitors
0: awesome well that's cool man so uh loretta Lynn's is next mother's day weekend um yeah did you, did you race they didn't race there last year did have you race there before
3: uh no i never been there All it'll right. be a totally uh, new experience
0: yes it will now apparently it's I don't know, what a couple people have told me, that it's actually a little bit better when it rains versus when it's dry. I don't I don't know if that's totally true. Um, that could just be for some riders over others. Uh, but, yeah, it's uh, I've been there a couple times um, helping out with the webcast back when the GNCC guys first got started. And then when Seat Time first got started, when we were doing the Awesomeness Competition back in the day. That was fun. It was interesting. <laughs> it was interesting to say the least. Uh, I'd like to make it out there and race, but I'm not. It's Mother's Day weekend. My wife would kill me. I mean yeah. – murder me so but hey we, we wish you the best of luck we want you to see you win again for sure and uh, I guess just keep having fun right Jason Raines is a great guy I can imagine to have as a as a team manager owner uh, collaborator yeah person pretty much <laughs> cool man well we appreciate you coming on the show um, so so any, any any other big news you're not going to propose the gin on on the air are you <laughs>
3: no, no okay. we ain't ready for that yet. All
0: right, all right. I always like to ask just in case I can talk somebody into it. Even with the spaghetti <laughs> bolognese. I know. Jeez, man, she makes you some badass spaghetti and nothing.
3: <laughs> no, she's yeah. definitely an awesome girlfriend. But we, <laughs> we ain't got no money yet. <laughs> right?
0: I hear that, man. No worries. All right, well, thank you for being on the show. We definitely appreciate it. And uh, good luck in Loretta Lins and all your other endeavors, and we will talk soon, all right?
3: thanks man yeah Appreciate for it. sure peace see ya
0: later all right mr ricky bobby russell <laughs> he's such a cool dude he's very tall and lanky um so how tall are you you're pretty tall yeah i'm
1: six two and a bit
0: six two and a bit is that is that a metric standard yeah six two and a in a bit
1: that's a yorkshire bit a yorkshire bit, <laughs> a yorkshire bit? Yorkshire bit. <laughs> i
0: like <laughs> it um yeah i wonder how it is for russell too because he's such a tall dude I wonder if uh, it was what that would have been a really good question to ask—is uh, kind of if he's had to make any kind of adjustment. Booger,
1: like bar raises. Yeah, because yeah. I've, I've been told. One, I've been told um, from one uh, setup guy in Melbourne, yes, and from another guy, no. You know, could totally conflicting advice on it. Yeah.
0: So I'd like mm-hmm. to actually.
1: That's yeah.
0: We should need to ask two more people and yeah, see if you can yeah. get the same exact conflicting answers. Well,
1: that's true. Yeah. 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 I need uh, to know though. I do, I do need to know. Gary
0: Southern isn't tall, but we'll get him on next. So, of course. Uh, Great people that support this show That we want to talk about Is uh, our good friends over at Stillwell Performance So Enduro Cross is going to be starting up this weekend And with that is going to be coming A lot of guys running over rocks Roots, trees, water holes Strangely enough, big ass tires, all that kinds of fun stuff. And uh, one of the ways that people do that so well, like Cody Webb and Max Gersten, is they have their suspension done and they have it done properly by guys who know what they're doing. In that case, some of those guys are going to be the guys over at Stillwell Performance. Uh, you can check them out at StillwellPerformance.com. Uh, Alan Stillwell, there, the main connoisseur, if you will, of the whole setup, he's the guy that you want to call and talk to. What's going to happen is you can go online, you can fill out that little form, and with that form, you're going to be able to put in all kinds of personal information about yourself. And through that, they're going to then give you a call, ask you a lot of questions, and get you kind of set up and all that kinds of fun stuff. So it's, it's a neat process that they have. You know, when you call them up and you, you talk to them about their bike, talk to them about the kind of riding that you do, yep. all that kinds of fun stuff. So they're definitely a huge supporter of not just seat time, but the off-road scene and all that kinds of stuff. So very, very nice. We like that.
1: Do they allow people to? Um, because we, uh, usually a guy in Melbourne does similar things. So do these guys allow people to send the forks in as well? You know, if they're um, yep. are living away from from Texas or whatnot. Yeah. So mm-hmm.
0: say in this case, this guy's actually in Arizona. So, oh, okay. Yeah, it's yeah. even better. So what what say they they did for me when they were like, hey. You know, would you like to get your suspension done? I was like, yes, I would. What is the cost? Okay, so we work out the deals, all that kinds of stuff. They send me a box, which they actually have specifically made oh, that's cool. for suspension. Um, and then I put my suspension in there, send it off to them, and they send it back in in, uh, in the same box. Well, in the same special box. Oh, yeah, that's you know? big. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's really cool, and it's a really good way to be able to make that work out for people that are, you know, maybe not down the street. Um, and so that's a really good point I like that mm. and so maybe you from Melbourne could ship your suspension to the United States yeah
1: FedEx FedEx the bad boy that sounds oh, like yeah. a
0: really expensive <laughs> 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 yeah
1: that's gonna be about, about did you bring any more $1,000? in here yeah I got
0: one more alright good cause we got one more guest so then you need you need one more beer yeah hey let's leave him a video message I'm gonna maneuver that's okay so we've had some really good oh look we got We've got a guy who's in the chat room. He's 6'3", and no risers from oh, Scott.
1: Oh, good. Yeah, cool. What what bike?
0: Oh, yeah, Scott, if you're in the chat room, tell us what bike you're on, because that'll be... What bike are you on?
1: 250 EXC um, 2011. I think it's called a 250 XC here. Uh,
0: that's the two-stroke? Yeah. Okay, so two-stroke. Oh, I guess that re- that wouldn't relate too much of to... Well, that would have been a good question there, Dwayne. Is it going to be easier to get wins after getting the first one Sunday? Uh, I would think it is because th- there seems to be something there with that confidence level. Um, with somebody like, I think with Ricky, who's had so many seconds um, that it, now that he's gotten that first, he's kind of like, you know what, that speed I was carrying, that's the speed. Like He's going to be able to pull on that knowledge to be right. able to look back and be like, yes, cool. He's like, I'm in front of this guy. I can make this happen. All that kinds of stuff. So yeah, I would say you could. And uh MotoFro, yeah. How exactly tall is this Mad Ripper? Oh, <laughs> now we got somebody else in the chat room who's five nine and they use risers.
1: So uh, that's, ex- well, that's, that's exactly my quandary. <laughs> so totally conflicting. So well, personal. Well, take, here's the question: obviously. Have
0: you tried to put risers on?
1: Well, when I when I first started riding, I had a DRZ four hundred.
0: Ah, that I'll was put, probably the first problem.
1: Yeah, I put risers on that. Yeah, um, but then I've never, I haven't tried risers on any of my two-strokes on my race bikes. No,
0: hmm. no, not yet. On your race bikes, when you said, uh, whoa, "Whoa!" My first race
1: I did on a DRZ 400. Uh,
0: <laughs> good call, Mister Parsons. So, of course, I like to try to stay connected as, as this whole show goes on we've definitely talked about a lot of our sponsors and our supporters. But this is the, a very, very fantastic spot. Jason Parsons, who is actually who works for Fast Company, who makes the Flex Bars, who are the ergo experts, told me. He's like, dude, what are you even talking about? Send them to us. He's like, I will get them set up. So that's the, that's the setup right there.
1: Okay, yeah. We
0: are going to make sure that you get in touch with the guys over at Fast Company while you're in the States. Mm-hmm. And they're going to help you get set up in that sense, so they can ask you the right questions, like what are you doing, and you know, and they're going to be able to talk to you because with the flex bars that they make, they're they know how to adjust, yeah, no all the ergonometry is, that yeah. comes along with that kind of stuff. Yeah. And what's really cool about the flex bars is there's people out there that for whatever reason I don't agree with it, they run the black to black, like they'll put the super super stiff compression and super super stiff rebound in their flex bars, and with that you don't get nearly the amount of, I, I say, suppleness yep. that the bars will bring to you, mm. you know, stuff like that. Mm. But, uh, you know, you can – and you'll slowly work your way into you – know, you'll probably start with, like, red on the inside and yellow on the outside, but definitely you'll start to work your way into, you know, a little bit more uh, softer mm. because those things, yeah. they really do they do really do really work. But if nothing else, I know that those guys know their ergonomics. Yeah. And so they're going to be able to talk to you about that kind of stuff. But it's interesting. It's a cool topic to think about. Um, I know my dad, he's, like, 6'5". And he runs ridiculously amount ridiculous amounts of bar risers, but I I kind of have to think. So here here's a here's a setup change I just made on my bike. Um, oh, did we get him? Ooh. Woo! You may not have I, our video, but that's okay. We've got yours. I had to. Uh,
4: yeah, I don't have anything for you. I had to. Uh, what's the word? I had to put you on my iPad. Ah. <laughs> Because for some reason it's not working on my
0: computer. Well, that's okay. We're figuring this stuff out and we're making sure that technology happens.
4: I'm not a, te- I'm not a tech guy.
0: That's all right. That's all right. Um, so the first question, since we were just like totally in the mix of this conversation, is bar risers, have you used them and why would you use them if you have had or have not or have chosen not to use them?
4: I'm five foot nine, dude. No bar risers. For me. <laughs> well, there you go. And
1: another one. Hey,
0: yeah. hey, hey. Maybe
4: Ricky Russell, because that 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 kid's tall. I mean, he might need bar like bar risers, but not me. I'm trying to get low, lower, lower.
0: <laughs> so I would I would think that like I just put a stiffer seat on my bike so that those times when I'm kind of sitting, I'm already kind of in that up more attack position, and I found that it's really helpful. It's kind of gotten me, you know, to feel in that more attack position. I feel like. I guess, like, somebody that would want bar risers, it's not just that because they're taller, but it's because maybe their attack position needs to be higher because their front end's too heavy? Like, Yep. Yep.
4: yep. Hey, whatever works, man. I mean, if it, it, it's a mental game. That's a mental game. If you feel like it works, go for it. I say go for it. Anything that, anything that helps, small stuff like that, anything that helps like that, a day. Whether it actually helps or not, if you think it does,
0: do it. Dig it. Dig it. All right. Well, that was our tech tip from Gary Sutherland for the evening. <laughs> Thanks for coming on the show. We'll see you next time, Gary. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, dude, it's been too long. We've been trying to get you on. You've been kicking ass on the West Coast in the work series. You're being a fantastic father to your daughter, Emery. You're you're a role model to guys like me. I mean, I grew this facial hair because – oh, wait, no. You're, that's a different guy. Sorry. You're an awesome dude. We've been trying to get you on the show. I'm so happy that we made it happen. So just tell us about 2014 because you've had a lot of really cool stuff going for you right now.
4: Yeah, you know, 2014, uh, I kind of scrambled, put my own program together, and uh, luckily I've been able to keep sponsors for the last few years, and uh, MTS stepped up and helped me out. And then uh, I've been doing some stuff with Dirt Rider, and Dirt Rider was kind enough to give me a – they pretty much let me borrow a 450 KTM – and I went out and won the first works race on it, on a borrow it's their uh, test bike, and uh, so I just, I'm using that bike from them, and then uh, some other things worked out, Uh, Bonanza Plumbing stepped up and is helping me out with for Endurocross and got me a 350, used 350 to use, and uh, yeah, it's just been crazy, you know, I've been working on bikes a lot, and Emory's growing like crazy, and it's just, it's it's nonstop. it's every single day, it just goes, goes, goes. (laughs) But it's been good. Work, you know, works has been going great. I actually didn't even plan on racing that series. I was going to race, uh, defend my title in the West Coast Scramble. but uh, I ended up having some DNFs there. So, and I ended up winning the first four so far at works. So I said, well, I guess we'll we'll stick with that right now.
0: Yeah, for sure. So, I think uh, coming from the Texas side, so I definitely am not an East Coaster. I'm a, I'm a third coast, if you will. Um, it, it's kind of like. For a while, it seemed like the works events were kind of not drawing a lot of people. They were getting some bad press, all that kinds of stuff. Now I do notice that a, there has been a lot of change there with the works series. They've been trying to, to to get rid of that bad rep, if you will. So, as a racer that's been racing that series, tell us how you've seen that series kind of evolve in the past couple of years into what we're hearing is a much better series now.
4: You know, it's been good. I mean. You know, Sean brought in Tim, uh, Tim, I think Sherman's his last name, super good guy, super energe- energetic, and he's super into listening to what people have to say about the course or like, Hey, there's, there's a cool section over here. Can we make that a pro section? You know, they'll go, you know, mark it out. And, and you know, I think it just all comes down to, they're just listening to the riders, whether that's ATV guys, motorcycle guys, or even, you know, now they really, um, are pushing the side by sides, the, the Razors and all that stuff, and that's been growing big for them. And, you know, it's it's kind of a bummer because just like GNCC has East Coast, you know, West Coast guys need something to race too. You know, we have Works, West Coast, Hair Scrambles, and essentially you could almost say Enduro Cross is semi West Coast uh, series because <clears throat> until this year, now we're going to Atlanta. Right. You know, Works is got and needs to step up and, and be the staple series for the West Coast. That way there is rides, and, you know, with the economy and everything, doing what it did, it kind of, you know, pushed some things out of Works, but, you know, it's good to see Works trying to bring an actual off-road back into it, uh, you know, at Sand Hollow, they had a really great pro section, and some really technical stuff, and I think that's that's what's going to draw guys in, you know, versus, you know, just the GP, you know, plain stuff, you know, getting back to the off-road roots of Works, I think is going to help them, and they've definitely been doing that for the past few rounds
0: yeah well, that's really cool, man. Um, of the four wins that you've had out of the four races, which one was the toughest for you uh, it, it it it's I'm not gonna lie it, it is a little hard in Texas being third coast to follow the work series. I know they've been trying to get um, a little bit more in depth uh, press releases out so that we can learn a little bit more about the races and follow stuff like that but unfortunately because say like GNCC has a live webcast we could we, we could catch a lot quickly. But it's very hard to know a lot, a lot of the internals that are going on at the works events. So tell us about some of the courses and maybe some of the ones that have just been like way more brutal for you as a racer than we, would, than we wouldn't we would be able to know about. You know,
4: I would have to say that like, I don't know, I've, it's been tough. You know, Taft kind of, uh, Taft was a tough course for me as far as I, I just struggled with arm pumping. Uh, I actually passed Bondo on the last lap. He ended up, you know, we were catching him, but he ended up having a mechanical issue, which, you know, I was in the right place at the right time took care of that and uh you know prim was really tough I mean prim Havasu and Sand hollow all three of those were like they're all sand races really tough uh and sand hollow was tough mentally and physically because the sand was super super soft and like it was like beach sand and so and then there was uh there was like rocks underneath the sand that you couldn't see so you'd be going third fourth gear and you'd be clipping rocks and stuff but uh, <laughs> yeah. but I mean, it's kind of crazy, you know. I mean, everybody's riding really good. Havasu was – Havasu has to be the one that I got the monkey off my back there. I, I've, I think I've rode there since like 2007 – or no, 2008. I'm sorry. I rode there once as Ricky's mechanic and all this stuff. Not one year did I make it without blowing up a bike. I've, I've broken a bike there every year. And this year was the first time I ever – made it, and I actually had a close call with about 36 minutes to go. I got something jammed in between my brake lever and the frame, and it stopped the bike and shut it off, and I couldn't get it out. I ended up getting going, finished the race to win. Come to find out the week after, a rocket got stuck in between the brake pedal and the sight glass and poked a tiny hole in the oil sight glass. <laughs> And luckily, it only leaked out enough. Like it didn't leak. Like if it would have popped the hole out, I would have blown my bike up. So yeah. I'd have to say that one's probably got to be the one that I was like most happy about and uh, was lucky. I mean, that was just sheer luck. So right, it was a
0: race. Well, it sounds like it, it, you know, as you're talking about the works trying to be- to really become again that kind of that West Coast, that main series. What are some of the big? And I say PR not just because they need to send press releases, but what are some of the big kind of media things that you could see them trying to do to get people more into that that organization again and more into following that series, um, that to help guys like yourself? Because say like right now, you know, you're winning this series, but it, you come away with this number one plate. Does that mean you're going to have some kind of a factory ride next year? Right now, unfortunately, probably not. Because there's no factory team that would support maybe a Works rider, so in that, what what would you think we would need to do to kind of create more awareness for the fact that you know Works is really not as bad as some people thought it was a handful of years ago? You know,
4: I think you know I know Dirt Bike does a does a, they're get there's actual sponsor Dirt Bike magazine, um, but I think Sean it comes down to the Sean and the promoters they need to they need to like you know dirt rider is a perfect example like i I do stuff with dirt rider yet they don't get they don't get any press releases or anything from sean saying hey this is who won you know i think and i think that's what it's going to take is you know yeah sean's been pushing more flyers more advertisement more stuff like that but he needs to reach out like look at racer x online where they're showing gncc coverage and they're talking about gncc coverage where you don't see works you know he needs to get in touch with those guys whether that's Buy, paying an ad or you know whatever spending that money I mean it's just like in my in my issues I have to spend money to make money just like you know, it's like I gotta buy parts on the dirt bike to go make more money so I think Sean needs to do or you know whoever's involved in works that has to do that you know needs needs to do that and like I said I'm not a promoter I'm not the, I'm not the mm. guy doing that but I mean as a, as an, as a racer I mean yeah I, I would hope to think that if I win the championship which I want that's my plan my goal that I would have some sort of factory help. But like you said, there's, it's, it's, it's tough right now. And you know, if that means if I have to move a different series, I'd love to do and Hounds or, you know, I've been, you know, I've, I've known Ricky Russell and, you know, uh, you guys also, I don't know have you had uh, um Caleb Russell on yet.
0: Yeah. He was on a little bit earlier. Yeah.
4: Yeah. Yeah. Caleb's came out and raced some works races. And I mean, I've been trying to get out to the GNCC. I mean, those guys, those guys are gnarly guys. I mean, and to see Ricky do really good last week, you know, so I was really pumped for him. You know, I've known him since he was riding the A class out here at Works, so I mean that was good to see him do that. And I mean, I'd love to, I'd love to go race GNC a couple GNCCs and try. I mean, there's by no means am I going to go out there and turn the world on fire. I know that for sure. Those guys, are definitely, they have their niche in the trees. I love the guys in the trees. So um, I think, I think it's tough. I mean, like I said, Works needs to definitely. Uh, pay attention to the fact that, you know, there are people wanting to get worse. There are people that are wanting to learn more about the series, and it's just going to come down to their part as far as actually pushing the series a little harder. And, you know, they're doing a good job, but it can always take a little more, so.
0: Yeah, I understand that. I, yeah, I know it. Um, I think everybody has their opinion, but as a racer, I think it's it's really important for us to kind of focus on what you think is a good way to talk to other racers, other riders, and to take those opinions and make sure we work around those. That's why I think it's a great a great reason to ask you guys those kinds of questions. Um, yeah. So we've got EnduroCross coming up, getting ready to start. I mean, yeah. how pumped are you up? this? I mean, this is going to be a good year. Like you said, we're going to Atlanta. The series is expanding. I mean, it's going to be a really cool year. And X Games is coming to Austin. What up? What Yeah, you get to hang out in, in my state, bitches. Right.
4: I, mean, I better be getting that beer you owe me too, by the way. Yeah, Don't be... I didn't get one in Montana but I'll get one at X Games from you. No, I you know, Enduro Cross is such a fun it's such a fun thing, you know. The atmosphere is great, the people are great, you know, they do a great job promoting it. We got T V coverage. Um, you know, and I like I said I pulled some new sponsors for Enduro Cross. I have Bonanza Plumbing stepping on board and you know, I hope to do good this year. I mean Enduro Cross is kind of a crapshoot at certain times and and I have, I haven't been able to ride as much endurocross this year just because I've been focused on works and stuff. But you know, I've been I got a solid program. Um, been working with Destry Abbott and uh, D8 Training. He started that in Arizona, and he's been helping me out with fitness stuff, and not just fitness, but mental and just everything, eating. You know, Destry's a really good guy. So if, you know, you, anybody looking for any sort of little help, you know. Destry's finally got to that age where he can actually tell all his secrets now,
0: so <laughs> he doesn't have to keep him, keep him
4: close yeah, to the hip. got His age in there too, so. But, <laughs> no, endurocross is good. I mean, and going to Atlanta is great because you know, like I said, we go to Atlanta for endurocross. Hopefully, that brings out you know Caleb Russell and Ricky Russell and you know all these guys on the East Coast. Chance to see guys. It helps helps the series, you know. So. Yeah. I'm looking forward to EnduroCross, I'm looking forward to the next games, and hopefully uh, this year we can just, uh, I can have some, some consistent results and just build off it, and uh, be up there up front battling those guys.
0: Uh, has there been any, I don't know if there has been, I've been trying to ask around, is there any really discussion about like the new a new wow obstacle for this year for EnduroCross? Um, you know-, like know Last is- year they tried to put in the take your head off log, but then they realized that was dumb, and so they took it out really quick.
4: That was dumb. <laughs> uh, you know, the only thing that I've seen that's different is, like, Shane Schaefer built a track for Colton Hacker, and he built, like, a really big double. But, I mean, other than that, I don't know. I mean, and that's what I thats thats what I think. Two things, as a racer, I'd love to see EnduroCross do. First, I'd love to see him go to, like, bigger arenas, bigger venues, to where we have more room and just a little faster paced, a little more action. And secondly, is uh, let's – Let's throw in the squats here and there. Let's, you know, go find a old jumped car. I mean, we did that once, you know, st- like school buses and concrete tubes and, I mean, what- whatever they can think of, let's do it, you know, like whether that's a bunch of trees sticking in the ground that we have to weave in and out of, you know, just something. Yeah. Hey. Come here. You want to say hi? No. No, you can be shy. <gasps> Who's that?
0: Hey!
4: Hey! Oh,
0: she's being shy. Oh, that's okay. Say, oh, we're being shy. <laughs> oh, that's okay. She's but, still a sweet girl. Yeah,
4: she's she's getting to be an age and getting to be a little girl where she has an attitude and she tells me what she wants now. So. Uh
0: oh. Uh oh. Uh oh. How old say How old it. is Emery now?
4: Can you say two? Two and a half. Two and a half. Mm-hmm. Can you say hi, guys? No. You say brap. <laughs> We're not talking. See, look. Look at you. You can see yourself. Say hi. Um, I don't know.
0: That's okay.
4: Close lips tonight, I guess. That's hey, that's the first time all night she hasn't said anything. You guys should come around more often.
0: <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> well, um, we did have a question from the chat room. Uh, He was wondering... uh. How was all the free riding in Utah that you did with the Fast Guys?
4: Oh uh, hold on this second. Alright, we're back. Uh, what was that question you get started,
0: Uh how was all the free riding that you did in Utah with the Fast Guys?
4: Oh it was great. Uh we you know, we actually went up there um, with Dirt Rider. Be, be sure to check out the next Dirt Rider issue I'm on the cover. Oh so make sure he goes out and buys that so we can uh, so I have a good cover. But uh, it was great. You know, Cole up at uh, the Fast Company, he puts on a great, I mean, he's got a great product first off, and he's got great business, great atmosphere, and he was super welcome. We all showed up, crashed, people were crashing at his place, and uh, the free riding up there is a phenomenal. The, the slick rock is just insane. I mean, I'm telling you right now, if you have the cojones to do, what it, it, the limit is there. You can do whatever you want to do. So I mean it's good, and I I tell anybody that if you're looking for a good trail ride, call up those guys, bolt on a set of handlebars, and go ride with them because it's a great, great area to ride, and they're great people to show you where to go.
0: Yeah, we were disappointed that you weren't going to be there, that you didn't make the Friends of Fast ride, because we were actually out there for that before uh, Vegas, um, for the. Uh, But.
4: Yeah, maybe next. Well, oh yeah, that's right. We're only doing one Vegas. I know, (laughs) and
0: and I can't make it, so sorry. You don't get. We don't get to hang out this time, only in Austin, buddy.
4: Austin, that's right. I'm waiting. Uh,
0: right. So I have been, okay, I, I live three and a half hours away from Austin, so I'm not close, but at the same time I'm going to be there and I'm not far away. Yep. And you guys race on Saturday afternoon, right? 4 p.m. on Saturday? Friday. Friday. That's even better. So why can't we put together some kind of Saturday night party? I'm sure you can. I'm I'm, wait, I'm waiting for the
4: time
0: and where at. The invite is what you're saying. Yes. Okay. All right. I'm going to talk to some people. I'm going to see if I can make something happen. Well, that's good to know. So, you're definitely a working man's badass. You know, off-road racer. Uh, you're a wicked dad. You're super fast. You've kind of like tried to figure it out how to put it all together. Are you having fun in life? I would imagine you are, but I mean. Oh, yeah. Okay.
4: Yeah, I'm having a great time. I mean, you look at that face right there, and it, I mean, that's just pure joy. I mean, yeah. I Sometimes I just want to strangle myself because, you know, they're, she's two, you know, but <laughs> I'm, I'm having a great time. I mean, you know, I'm getting to do what I love. I've always dreamed of racing, and, you know, and it's always better when you're winning. I mean, right now things are going good, and, and it's great to have people in your corner, even when you're. You what? Know, okay okay, okay. Well, hold on <laughs> so i mean yeah i'm enjoying i'm enjoying life everything's good you know you know she's healthy i'm healthy everything's everything could be better you know
0: that's fantastic dude that's fantastic so what else we got works kicking ass we got enduro cross getting ready to start up hopefully that goes obviously really good emory obviously super healthy ha- having a good time in life what else has been going on man what else do we have to know about you
4: not much, man. Just, just the day to day, you know, working on dirt. Basically, I'm more of a, I'm more of a mechanic than I do just
0: for training. So, basically,
4: hanging out with her and train and uh, working on dirt bikes is my training schedule lately. Do you have
0: so. a Match. dot com profile? No, I've seen somebody, so I'm all good there. Oh well, hey, all right, well I could. They weren't my chances.
4: Darn yeah, it. I know? Sorry, sorry, all the
0: ladies <laughs> up there. <laughs> oh well. That's just the way the cookie crumbles.
4: Whoa. I mean, she's she's the one that got her. I mean, not me. It's her. It's her good looks, not me.
0: Right? No. Yeah, for sure. So, if 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 a smaller gentleman like myself, who doesn't have very many muscles, wanted to be able to fill out a shirt more like you do, what would the uh, what would the training regimen be like for that?
4: Um, training regimen. Unfortunately, less beer. Oh. Less beer.
0: You're killing me here, Smalls. Oh.
4: Yeah, that's. I think that's basically that's your downfall right there. That's what you're gonna have to worry about. Yeah. And then secondly, make a phone call to Destry Abbott and he'll send you over some uh, workout plans. That's the way it goes.
0: Boom. Oh, okay. well, didn't I see something about the not Destry Abbott? What was the in the in? Did, what was that?
4: Yeah, you know me and Destry. You know me and Destry go back, and you know we're really good friends. And uh, so I've been joking around with him lately. And uh, on April Fools, I made up a little flyer that said I'm gonna start. And D8 training—it's not and the training—and I put on there <laughs> that we do everything that Destry doesn't, and it was just funny, you know—it's inside joke. And I actually told him—I told him tonight—I was trying to get a hold of him earlier, and uh, he didn't call me back, so I left a message on his phone. I said, "Hey, if you don't call me back before this interview, I said I'm gonna directly on live, live interview. I'm gonna launch." nda training but <laughs> since he actually texts me back so there's there's going to be no i mean i'm not going to open that up yet so we'll wait
0: i like it what well, was a good logo sharpie and in the end in front of the da8 that's right
4: i got if nothing else after racing i can be an artist
0: for sure yeah you and your daughter can be at the same level <laughs> yeah artist and a comedian all at the same time <laughs> i like it man i like it well cool well I can't I can't say that it hasn't been a long episode, but it's been a lot of fun and we always love having you on the show and you've done a great thing for all of our sponsors because of the fact that you know you pretty much your bike is is laid out by all of them, so we love that for sure. Um, so dude, good luck, have fun out there. I can't wait to see you in Austin. Is Emory gonna be with you?
4: Um I think so. I don't know. We'll see. Um just depends on what my parents are doing. Maybe I can convince them to fly down or I'll fly there. I don't
0: know, we'll see. Okay, well I'm gonna have we'll probably have the whole family down there, so that's why I'm saying she could probably hang out with my kids and all that stuff, so Cool. Well awesome. Um, well we really appreciate it, man. I know I know life's crazy and, and family as a dad gets insane, so we really appreciate the time. Good luck. Keep kicking ass and uh, give us a seat time report when this weekend's over, alright?
4: All right, sounds good. Hopefully, we'll be talking to you guys soon. You know it, man. Take
0: it easy. See ya. All right,
4: later, guys. Bye,
0: Bye. Oh man, yeah. So uh, as even you learned when you came over a little bit earlier, uh, when my little man was going a little ape shit in his crib, you know, sometimes you just gotta put stuff down and go save lives. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, uh, you was... could tell that it was getting to a point there, and not, no, not that, not that he doesn't enjoy it, but there's a point where you just gotta say, you know what? Kids getting a little nuts.
1: <laughs> it was Peyton's coming off the wall. I think at one point, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's <laughs> funny, man. Oh my god.
0: Well, um, okay, Rob. We didn't really get a chance to talk much about you and who you are and all that kinds of stuff. But I have to say, now that you've sat in for an hour and forty minutes of seat time, hmm. you know, you've, you've you've actually are a fan. You've listened to the show and yep. watched a couple of times in Melbourne and stuff like that. What are yep. your thoughts?
1: Oh no, I think it's uh, yeah, it's 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 fantastic. So I I originally. Kind of came across time because I was uh, I knew I was coming over to Texas to do some work and whatnot last year, wasn't it? And uh, and I kind of done a search and whatever else, and then came across your stuff and was having a watch of it. And it's really good to to actually effectively be able to talk real time to some of these pros and whatnot, isn't it? Particularly with being able to do the chat chat yeah. feature and everything now as well. Yeah, so it's uh, yeah, it's I think it's I think it's an awesome. Uh, kind of thing to do, to do you know and i'm i'm pleased to be a part of it you know
0: absolutely we've had quite be. a few people enjoy your your accent
1: yeah yeah that seems to be the general gist yeah so right so probably is an explanation so my accent is affect well pretty much all uh, yorkshire with a little bit of australia chucked in there as well so i've been in um i've been in australia for 10 years now i've been riding dirt bikes for about 6 years all in australia and uh, but i grew up racing BMXs ah. um so i i actually uh, competed nationally BMX racing in the uk um all the way through um what you'd call um I got kind of junior high and high school probably right. here, you know, senior school as it's called in the UK. So that's what kind of so I've always been into the bikes in some way, shape or form and then um, started riding in Australia on the road initially and then uh, went out and bought a it's pretty funny I went out and bought a, a KLX a Kawasaki KLX 250 yeah, you did. and literally literally rode and like got out the map saw there was a national park about an hour away got on the KLX 250 and rode to the national park and then rode around in a circle for a bit kind of thought this is a pretty dangerous if I fall off that's it I'm kind <laughs> of in the middle of nowhere so I went home Managed to find a couple of friends. And then uh, um, one of the dudes that I was riding with said, oh, yeah, the best bike you want is a a, a, a Suzuki DRZ 400. So I was like, oh, yeah, cool. Yeah, I'll definitely get one of them. You know, I'm kind of like pretty clueless. So I rock up to this. And then then I went online and I found the club, which I'm now part of that I do my club racing in. And uh, thought, yeah, cool. Yeah, I'll just go and do a race. Yeah, it'd be good. You know, I'll just hang out with all the crew there. They'll all be really nice and everything, you know. Turned up, there was me and my friend Crazy Al, Crazy Al was on a 1997 TTR 250 farm bike, and I was on a, a brand new DRZ 400 that still had the uh, mirrors on and the indicators on it. And we turned up with these two bad boys on the back of the trailer. And there's all the boy and like,
0: we're yeah. like, guys, what's up? Where's the dual sport adventure? Yeah. <laughs>
1: And I'll tell you what. To their credit, and this it's mcrcv.com.au, dot au, which is the the club that we we race with, and um, the, the, this this club is actually where a lot of the uh, national level riders come from. So there's a uh, the fellow we were talking before called Chucky Sanders who yes. was who was racing at the Enduro Cross in Melbourne um which uh it's obviously topical for when we're talking about enduro cross with that mike brown was racing in toby price and he was up there with he was up there with those boys there in he was in the top five and he grew up racing in this in this club you know wow. so it's that kind of level of, of crew and there's being crazy Owl rocking up with the, the trailer that's like got a wonky wheel on it and everything you know um,
0: and your mirrors and li- yeah. your license
1: plates yeah license like, oh yeah the, had the license plates on and um, to their credit all the crew they were just like that yeah there's the start line fellas you've got to do the sighting lap first Crazy Al came back after the sighting lap covered in sweat couldn't handle it had to go off and have a cheese sandwich <laughs> so he went, on, he, went off and had, he went off and had a cheese sandwich while everyone started the race and then he joined in later and did, did one lap and then came back and had a bake, bacon and egg sandwich
0: <laughs> cheese Pretty won't funny. do it
1: so yeah so that was my introduction and then obviously I've been kind of just involved in the club scene and uh, a little bit of the um, state level in victoria in australia
0: as well hell yeah, yeah. well uh do you think there's any questions that stand out to you as fantastic and ones that are worth being the winner of
1: from that list there kind of yeah i can't actually see it cause i, I know. my eyes are knackered
0: i'm trying to think back as well as uh, going through some of the questions that we asked. It would have been easier if I had taken notes as I did it, but hey. Um you know.
1: So one of the what I was gonna say as well to um just kinda to extend out to all of your the people who um uh, you know tune in and, and listen to Seat Time is um I've got a couple of spare bikes back in, in Melbourne so if uh, if anybody wants to to come over and hang out there you know anybody who rides bikes all over the country really if they want to come out and come and hang out hang out in australia then uh, feel free to get in touch i'll be more than happy to put people up and take people out on the trails and things and and borrow a bike if you want no worries
0: dude Hmm. man now if we could just afford the ticket to get there
1: yep that's it Qantas does direct into sydney now
0: yeah it's like 15 and a half hour
1: flight direct in actually i think it's direct into Brisbane. And then you'd have to um, transfer down, but it's a uh, you know there is a direct flight from DFW now. Where was,
0: where was the movie BMX Bandits filmed?
1: That was in Sydney on the northern beaches.
0: You actually knew exactly what I was talking about.
1: Yeah, because that was like my film that I like, kind of that was like the Goonies. That was me. your
0: rad. Yeah, dude, I watched that movie so much growing up. Yeah, Nicole Kidman. Oh, dude, yeah, and yeah. I, I, I still to this day want to go ride a BMX bike, in a water park.
1: Oh, yeah, that's Closed, right. yeah, it not closed, it. whatever. I don't care. Yeah. Like,
0: that shit was awesome.
1: Yeah, it was epic, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. all
0: right. I think I found a question. Um, and, and I like this one. That was just a good question. I don't think anybody actually thought this is going to be a winning question. I think they just asked it because it's a good question. How does Wibbs get so many all-balls hole shots? I think there's a lot of sexual play in that. Mm. There's also the fact that <laughs> Paul Wibbley gets a lot of hole shots. And, uh, you know, they, they answered it well to the fact that... Yamaha starts good.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's the yeah, it's the the iron
0: horse. Yeah. So I like that. I think it's B Williams five twenty four. Definitely, uh, if you have not before, either email me. If you haven't emailed me, you don't have my email address. You can hit us up on Facebook, so Facebook dot com slash seat time, send us a message, and we will uh, get you in touch with the proper Whoa, there was that beard coming back. <laughs> that. The proper uh the proper authorities to make sure that you get your uh, your awesome gear from Fly Racing, which will be what was it again? The the tank with the fun... T- oh, the whip tank and yeah. the podium hat. <laughs> Did you were going to look so bro. Like bro, bro, What's the
1: podium hat though? Is that like a well, Let's, fa- let's find
0: or... out. Let's go to flyracing.com. Flyracing.com. <laughs> I need to open up uh, my desktop presenter and show it to you, don't I? Oh, well. So if you go to flyracing.com, you go to casual.
1: Like one of them propeller hats.
0: There you go. Yeah, <laughs> that would be awesome. A podium hat. So there you go. Check me out.
1: Oh yeah, they look nice, don't they?
0: Hell yeah, that's gonna make anybody's head look good.
1: Mm, they're cool, actually.
0: All right. So there you go, B Williams, five twenty-four. Thank you for asking your questions. We really do appreciate that. You you can't you can't say enough about fly racing. I mean, they're a fantastic supporter of this show. And they're willing to to offer out awesome products like this um, to anybody out there willing to offer questions, willing to tag their pictures with a pint full of awesome, which we will be doing again next week. Going to get back into that. So remember, if you didn't win in the past and you would like to win any of your pictures, any of your posts, any of your videos, any of your stories that you post on any social media platform, Make sure you use the hashtag pintful of Awesome, and we will try to get you to be the winner next week uh, with some more ration swag. So big thanks to those guys for stepping out and doing all that stuff. Oh man, now we got people talking about the uh, electric couch because of the DRZ and the Rad being one of the greatest movies ever. I think yep. we've uh, found a whole new uh, format for the show. Yep. <laughs> and the
1: other one was um, Ban This, Peralta Ban This. That was an epic. That was oh, epic. Oh, well. dude,
0: that is. Yeah. Whoa, that's old
1: school as well. That's it? bringing
0: it back. That's like, uh, we could totally go into like gleaming the cl- gleaming the, Gleam the cube. Yeah, um, Christian Slater. Uh, what? Oh, and then uh, <laughs> that's the T. What's the Thrasher? Oh yeah like, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, shit. yeah yeah yeah. Like, oh yeah, yep. I'm in my mid 30s. It's official. <laughs> yeah. All the movies that I grew up to are now coming yeah. out. People, there you go. Well, cool. I really appreciate you one for reaching out That's For those of you who don't know This is seed time We are the beer drinking bench racing show We're normal people We just love to talk moto Talk off road And that's all he did He just shot us an email saying Hey what's up guys Love the show We're coming into town Let's hang out Cool And so do that We're easily accessible in that sense Just shoot us an email Let's talk Let's say hi And if you're in town Absolutely Come on the show And let's talk some moto I love this kind of stuff This is what we do this for and uh, we will be back next week. No more break. Um, um, I'm probably going to be Skyping into the show. I will not be in studio. I'm going to be in Austin, actually, at a conference for work. So I'm going to bring some of my equipment with me to Skype into the show and run it. And so Steven's going to run it from here, kind of central control. <laughs> and I'm going to be one of the guests slash hosts. And it's going to be an interesting, interesting situation. So we'll have to see how that Goes, But definitely, so SeatTime.co is the website where you can uh, catch all of the archives for the show if you'd like to do it that way. We are on Facebook, Facebook.com slash time. If you'd like to friend us, you can also message us there. Twitter is Twitter.com slash SeatTime underscore CEO. We're on Instagram. It's regular old seat time. iTunes and Stitcher, if you just like audio and you don't think I'm that pretty, you can find us there. Just so search for SeatTime, a pint full of awesome. And on YouTube, easy enough, that way you get announced for all of the episodes as they are uploaded and or updated or things that I may change. I don't know. That's good. (laughs) So uh, as always, we definitely appreciate you guys for being looking at me like I forgot something, Steven. Casali. Holy shit! You're right. I totally spaced on that. I am so sorry. And it sucks because of the fact that this is totally like the man. Go ahead and point at that jersey for me. That jersey right there, Kirk Ocelli, everybody. everybody. Uh, today, in case you didn't get a chance to watch it, um, Ride the Dream is streaming live still on Um You can go and watch it there. If you have not, please go watch it. Um, of course, uh, you can purchase it as of right now on iTunes. I believe it's $7.99, $8.99. At least, from what I understand, a portion of those sales go to the Kirk Ocelli Foundation. Foundation. Um, so please support the sport. Support this foundation um, so hopefully, we, you know, we, we don't know the details, but whatever the details that they do know behind the scenes that they're trying to fix with the C- Kurt Caselli Foundation when it comes to the safety of off-road riders, support them so that way we do not have to lose any more legends um, at such an early age. It's unfortunate, but believe me, this documentary is amazing, and we are so thankful to have even such a small part in it. Um, so yes, go do that. We appreciate all the support, all the things you guys do. Rob, for coming in the studio. Thanks, man. And, Thanks uh, yeah, me. we'll see you next week. Remember to always enjoy a pipe full of awesome. Peace.